0: I don't remember being called Douglas for quite a while. I usually only heard that when my mother was scolding me for something. Today the um, Beals family will be doing the litany of the Advent wreath uh, and the O'Shea family. Are you going to be doing it Christmas Eve? Is that? Did you swap with somebody? Or, okay, I'm not quite sure how that made it in there then. Um, but we will be treated with the Beals uh, leading us in the Advent wreath this morning. I don't think there are any other uh, surprises in the service. Um, the psalm, the response to the psalm will be a little different, uh, page 100 in the green hymnal. Um, but everything else will be, uh, will be comfortable for us this morning. Important on the day when we're going to talk about peace. Let's have a word of prayer to begin. Father in heaven. Everyone cries, peace, peace, and yet uh, it is difficult to find. Grant us in these moments of worship together the peace of your Holy Spirit, the peace of our hearts and minds and spirits in worship for the sake of Jesus Christ, whose birth we celebrate. Amen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God our creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Come, let us worship the Lord. Last Sunday we lit the first candle of joy. We light it again as we remember the joy Christ, who was born in Bethlehem, brings to all of God's people in God's promises to us.
1: The fourth candle of Advent is the candle of peace. Peace is a word that we hear a lot. It is one of the things that we hope for. Christ brought peace when he first came to us, and he will bring everlasting peace when he comes again. prophet isaiah called christ the prince of peace when jesus came he taught people the importance of being peacemakers he said that those who make peace shall be called the children of god we light the candle of peace to remind us that jesus is the prince of peace and that through him peace is found peace is like light shining in a dark place As we look at this candle, we celebrate the peace we find in Jesus Christ.
0: Let us pray. Thank you, God, for the peace you give us. We ask that as we wait for all your promises to come true and for Christ to come again, that you would remain present with us. Help us today and every day to worship you, to hear your word, and to do your will by sharing your peace with each other. We ask in the name of the one who is born in Bethlehem. Amen. Please turn in your green hymnal to page number 99 and join me in unison praying the Advent prayer. Together let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, your world awaits you in the longing of the persecuted for justice, in the longing of the poor for prosperity, in the longing of the privileged for riches greater than wealth, in the longing of our hearts. For a better life and in the song of your church expectation is ever present oh come lord desire behind our greatest needs oh come lord liberator of humanity oh come lord oh come emmanuel amen Peace is so hard to find, whether in our heads, or in our hearts, or in our whole earth. The shalom of salvation eludes us all outside of the peace that the Christ brings into the world. And so, let's pray together. Almighty God, our Savior, we confess that our hearts have been proud. We have sought wealth and neglected mercy. We have offered you what you have not desired, and failed to do your will. Forgive our sins, O God of peace, and sanctify us by the offering of Jesus Christ. Restore us, we pray, and let your face shine upon us, that we may be saved. Good news. If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Know that you are forgiven in Christ and be at peace. Thanks be to God. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So let us live. As we come to the word of God, let us pray. Lift up your hearts. Let us lift them to the Lord our God. Guide us, O Lord, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: The first lesson is the word of the Lord from Micah. Bethlehem shall bring forth the one who will rule Israel in peace. the ruler from Bethlehem. But you, O Bethlehem, you are one of the little clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me, the one who is to rule Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Please turn in your green hymnal to number 100, which is a responsive hymn of reading and song. And ask Marilyn to play the refrain for us once. We'll sing through it once, and then I will read the verses, and whenever you see the word refrain, we will sing the music. Okay? Please remain seated for this. Restore us, Lord, and show your face, and then we shall be saved. Give ear, O Shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, Lord, and show your face, and then we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors, our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, Lord, and show your face, and then we shall be saved. But let your hand be upon the one at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, Lord, and show your face, and then we shall be saved. The New Testament reading today comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 39 and through verse 55. In this text, Mary visits Elizabeth, and the child in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my soul rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants, forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If the traffic on Route 80 and 287 and 17 and 206 is any indication in the past few weeks. It's about to be Christmas. The malls are zoos. The grocery stores are zoos. It's people everywhere bumping into people and all kinds of displays in the aisles. And it's people looking for that one special gift to make the one special person happy. It's that time of year when all of us hustle and bustle to make sure that this one day that we celebrate annually is special. It's a day that, according to many people, is one of the saddest days. There are statistics that demonstrate that this time of year is one of the highest suicide rates in any other time of the year. It is significant that this time of year was chosen to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the light of God coming into the world. Why December 25? I don't know why they chose December 25. It's my birthday. I don't know if there was something special about that or what. But the truth of the matter is this. It is out of the pagan celebration of the winter solstice. The shortest day of the year is December 21st. The 25th was chosen because it is the feast of the new light, the new day. Okay? It was baptized by the church and made into the feast of Christmas. The light entering into the darkness when it's the darkest it ever gets. Okay. No, it may not be appropriately the time of year when Jesus was actually born. But it is extremely appropriate for what it says to us and signifies to us. We've had a tough year as a state, as a community, as families, as a nation, and as a world. We've had several disasters. We've had multiple violent acts. We have struggled and suffered. We have mourned and grieved. We have watched people we love go downhill. We have watched others pass from our lives. We have spent another year understanding that life is short, that all of us deal day by day with the difficulties of being human beings, frail and weak as we are. But we are made strong by this one single feast day. This one day out of every year says to us that there is still hope. That there is still lights at the end of that dark tunnel. That there is still life to be lived and shared. little town of Bethlehem was of no significance. It was the most insignificant town of Judea, and yet it becomes the birthplace of the king of kings, the prince of peace. And when Mary greets Elizabeth, she is magnifying the Lord. She is lifting up the name of the Lord And her spirit rejoices because God has looked with favor upon her. As God looks with favor upon us all who obey his will and walk in his way. Today we celebrate the Sunday before the feast day. And we remind ourselves that this time of year is a time where peace is significant. As difficult as it may be to come by, it is important. So what is it? What is this peace that Micah spoke of and that Elizabeth and Mary understand? Is it the absence of violence? No. If you read the Magnificat, peace is not all about everyone getting what they want. This kingdom of peace that Christ brings is one that turns things upside down. The rich go away with less, the poor are given more. The proud are brought low, and the weak are made strong. It's a time of reversal. It's a time when justice and righteousness gets done. And yet, that's not true, is it? Our world isn't at peace. That struggle, that tension, is what we live with. It is why this is a time of deep faith and hope. It's why we use the color blue to signify this season. The color of hope. The color of looking up to the sky. For that coming day when all that has been promised to us will be kept. I would suspect that all of you have had this experience in your past, but you remember when mom and dad used to hide the gifts? And they would, for some reason, maybe go to the grocery store or the mall, and you would go looking for the gifts and just kind of shake them a little bit, just to see if you could figure out what was inside. That's the kind of anticipation that we feel and yearn for when it comes to the coming of Christ. We want to shake the boxes a little bit. We want to figure out what's in there. We want to understand in a little way what it's going to be like on that day when Jesus comes. When the gifts are opened, when all is revealed, and when everything is set right. Peace in the scriptures has very little to do with the lack of violence. It has very little to do with the lack of noise. It has everything to do with rest. It comes from the Hebrew word shalom, the Aramaic word salam, and the Arabic word salama. It's a word that speaks about going home. It's a place or space of rest. Peace is celebrated in the Jewish tradition in the celebration every week of the Sabbath, the Shabbat. We celebrate peace every Sunday morning when we share the peace of Christ with each other. Why? Because when we come to worship, when we are in the presence of God, when we are in the presence of God's people, we are truly home those of us who have been outside our homes, outside our state, outside our country, have traveled the world, know what it's like to be a stranger in a strange land. Every place has a culture. Every place has a feel. Every place has its own language and customs. All of us feel that discomfort when we travel, when we go to somewhere else other than so let me ask you what is it like when you're home what does it feel like what do you do when you're home how do you relax how do you rest how do you find peace when you are at home Jesus offered peace to all of us, not the kind of peace that takes away all the pain or the struggle or even the suffering, but the peace of knowing that no matter what happens, no matter where we are, no matter what the circumstances of our lives, that God holds us in the palm of his hand, that nothing can overcome us Nothing can undo us. And that whatever we confront, whatever we feel, whatever we struggle, God's grace will be sufficient to get us through. God's grace will be sufficient to give us rest from the anxiety, from the fear, from the worry, from the stress. And we will know in the palm of God's hand what it is to be home. To be at rest. To be at peace. And that peace was won for us by Jesus. In the shedding of his blood on the cross, in his coming among us to live with us and show the love of God in the opening up Of all of God's blessings to his people, Jesus Christ makes sitting in the palm of God's hand available to us. Blessed was the Virgin Mary when she magnified the Lord and became the dwelling place of the Most High. But you and I share in that same spirit. We dwell in the palm of the hand of the god of the universe we rest in god's presence and this is the peace that we know and that we celebrate in the christmas season let's pray almighty and ever-living god There are moments in our lives when we wonder, when we doubt, when we question. And the peace that we ought to have is shaken, if not absent. We come today acknowledging your spirit who lives and moves with us and within us, enabling us to know your peace. To experience your peace and to share your peace with each other. Shower that peace upon us, we pray, at this holy season. For we ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Please remain standing and turn to page 15 in your hymnal, the section just before the music. Page 15, and let us use the words of the Nicene Creed, the ecumenical form, to confess our faith. Together saying, we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. Let us pray. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to offer thanks and praise. God of all mercies, we give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. In your bulletin are the announcements for this coming week. I don't think there's anything that we need to change. Tomorrow evening, of course, at 7, the Christmas Eve's candle lighting service. Uh, the envelopes are in the, the vestibule between the church building and the education building, uh, for those of you who are, who are looking for those. Uh, we go today to the um, parlor after the service, and we invite everyone to join us for the Christmas refreshments, uh, thanks to the Wynette and Early families. Uh, we have uh, coffee and goodies, and we, of course, would like everyone to join us and celebrate uh, this time of year. Are there any other announcements that did not make the bulletin or that need to be corrected that you're aware of? Then, let us do what God's people do, and that is pray. Items of praise, petition, thanksgiving. Yes. Amen. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And the others. Yes, What's his first name? Joe. Joe. Let's pray for Joe. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. So, Flissa's father is doing better, uh, and she is home. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Okay. So, the Russell family who grieves the passing of Harry this past week, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Callie? Okay. For Christina, who lost her grandmother, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Yes, Jackie. So we pray for we pray for Christina and her family who lost their house and all its belongings in the Sandy uh, fiasco. Um, Lord, in your mercy, we are So many more like her, I'm afraid, and the others. All right, hearing none, let us go to prayer. Father in heaven, we have lifted up our hearts and minds to you in worship, and we have brought to you the petitions and concerns of our hearts in voices that know of your grace and love and joy and peace, only because we belong to Christ. And it is through Christ that we come again today, O Lord, to remember those who still struggle and suffer from the, the aftermath of Sandy, So many and so many issues, so many um, different ways people struggle and suffer. We ask, Lord God, that you would continue to provide the support and the the consciousness of the communities uh, and our state and our government, our federal government, uh, to these needs and find ways to ameliorate the pain and the suffering. We pray this morning, O Lord, for those places in the world where there is violence. We pray for communities and countries where violence is everyday existence. And we pray for especially those men and women who serve our country in those violent places as well. For their peace and the peace of their families, for the peace of these regions. We ask, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit would bring about in the affairs and the minds and hearts and actions and politics of human beings, uh, the peace that all humans wish they lived in. We rejoice today, O Lord, that your grace and love to us each morning are new to all the challenges of each day. And for those who struggle with those challenges... For the homeless, the unemployed, the imprisoned, for those who struggle with addictions and diseases that are terminal or impossible to deal with, we ask, Lord God, for your grace, for your penetrating, powerful presence in their lives. That with them, we would all know your peace through Jesus Christ, who taught his disciples to pray, boldly saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Again, I invite everyone to join us after the service for fellowship in the Bell Hour Parlor. And let us join together in singing our closing hymn While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks, number 59. the peace of God and sharing in that peace, may we take that peace with us into the world and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now until Christ returns in glory and then forever and all God's people said.